Today is March 18th, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm Andrew Werdahl, here on the first day of game action in spring training. So today at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Marlins will be taking on the Washington Nationals in West Palm Beach. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe head down to the game if you can. But on Big Fish Small Pod, what we're checking out today is hitting. Um, last pod, I was perhaps a little bit harsh talking about the demands of hitting the extremely high level of Major League Pitching. And um, it is like one thing to be able to do that. Uh, not everyone in the Major Leagues really like can repeatably. Um, and it's another thing to do that consistently, meaning both like day-to-day and pitch-to-pitch, catching up to that slider after a fastball, making that adjustment. And like just doing it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, it's a pretty non-stop season. So like diving into that a little bit deeper, I wanted to check out this Marlins 40-man roster. So um, looking at like about half the team today, uh, talking first, give you kind of like a quick, quick rundown of like how I view this. So like Jazz, um, with him, we're talking about his like like jolting upper deckers off of like 101 miles per hour. Not everyone has that like lightning speed reaction to get around on high heat. But in 2021, he did have a 248 batting average and it showed that he really just like hasn't been able to consistently go to the plate and get that hit. You need someone to be moving the order forward, especially at this day and age. As like much as it's like a single, a walk, you like that's great and whatnot and you do need that. Really, it's just a matter of getting that momentum going and making that pitcher work, getting that pitcher out of the game and just keeping the offense going. Cause once you just like, when, once you're behind a confident starting pitcher this day and age, you just, you're, you're done. You're just done. Um, so really this offseason jazz, what we saw uh, on like social media, he was posting his training, uh, like a lot of his just like burst action and how he spent time looking for like the smoothest swing to replicate. So in other words, he was working to change. Something so individual that you can't really see that in any of the projection systems, but something that we'll see specifically how that takes form. Um, working just down the lineup, Brian Anderson is a fairly dicey player this year. In 2021, he had a drop in line drive percentage, which also kind of came with less pitches pulled in favor of more to center. That all kind of like speaks to him not making quite the contact he wants and that he might be a little bit behind. Uh, that does line up really well with uh, the fact that like he did have a shoulder injury that is at this point like a recurrent injury. That might be an impediment in him actually just doing his swing, uh, getting that like bat where he wants it on the ball. And he did have like a season injury surgery last year. So like he has had time to rehabilitate that and regain that like tick up he might need in his swing to be back to like normal for him. And we can possibly expect a much smoother effort or a really like gritty performance from the often expressive Brian Anderson. Jesus Aguilar, 
He's a player who might be a real benefactor of the DH, freeing him up from the demands of an everyday first base position. In some sort of a playing time split with Garrett Cooper and Diaz at first, and it is worth note that this past year he had the highest fly ball percentage of his career, at least since his like career best All Star 2018 campaign. And like, what really sticks out to me, just looking at like Baseball Reference, is that he is a 217 hitter leading off an inning, but like 328 with runners in scoring position meaning that he performs even better when there's like just blood in the water and when a pitcher has like a blank slate of an inning to assert himself he's not quite up to that so jesus aguilar is one of those hitters that like is best to like blend in among a frenzy that rather than be like that single assertive bat we've seen the marlins kind of like have that dynamic this past year starling Marte was kind of that like number one bat jesus aguilar was somewhere in the mix there. Obviously last year a lot of things went wrong, but hopefully this year we're looking for things to go right. Um, John Birdie, uh, he's, you know, in spring training, which is really encouraging considering his concussions. Um, probably something like the, the number one utility guy on the roster, barring some like decline in performance that like could be attributed to a concussion, but I mean, there's nothing really to suggest that there's been any sort of blow like that. He's actually, you know, walking into camp as one of the, like, more disciplined professional at-bats. Admittedly, like, without much power. But if you're a pitcher, he's still a guy who can beat you. Garrett Cooper. Uh, obviously a real benefactor of the DH. Like, whew. Like, Aguilar, he's another player that asserts loft in his swing hitting best against a ground ball. Pitchers, worst against fly ball pitchers. Really just saying that when he's going against your game plan, that's where you find success. Maybe making like more like line drops off the ground balls and just higher fly balls off the fly balls. Um, he had a UCL tear, pretty unusual for a position player, but it does kind of line up with just like the strength of his body. He's a big guy, he's very powerful. So trying to make those adjustments, you know, like your like fastball to slider, that is something of an elbow action, could be related to that. Um, but those small quick adjustments might have just misplaced that torque. So limited action at first base could help keep the muscles strong throughout the year and more adapt to those, maybe even mid-swing sort of adjustments. Brian De La Cruz, he surprised us all last year uh, with a successfully, like, really aggressive approach with a lot of hard hit pitches. In at bats where he swung at the first pitch, he hit 390 with like solid slugging numbers and 417 on that first pitch. Which, as a rookie, you can look at that as aggression kind of like two ways like a very, like, coming to the plate with that sort of confidence to do what you want with a pitcher is like great, but it's also a thing that, like, it can be that he was kind of going to the plate knowing that like the pitcher just kind of give, gonna give him something and not quite like pick up those holes that will eventually be found in the major leagues. But like ultimately he's showing that he could have some success as a contact hitter. Maybe even like add some muscle and be like more of like a power guy if like that's if everything's going right. Really the key to his success this year to me 
is that he seems to kind of be in like two modes as a batter. So like uh, in 2021, he walked one out of 81 plate appearances when he swung at the first pitch and in 17 of the 138 where he didn't. And that is really kind of like a patient or aggressive mode. So finding like a sort of like finesse between that, locking down that kind of anticipation and becoming more of an adaptable hitter would really line him up for a great year. Talking Diaz, uh, Isan first, uh, he's yet to hit over 200 in a season, but he is still on the 40 man roster. Just heads up there. Um, he's reached that like 501 plate appearance mark. So it's obvious that a change needs to be made. This past off season, he did work to do some targeted training to optimize his contact. Um, so it certainly remains to be seen how that would go, but he is like making an adjustment to a swing that he's been doing for years and years and years. So it's kind of one of those dicey things, but you know, maybe. Talking Lewin Diaz, he is kind of catching up to it in a phrase. So he had like nine home runs that came with two strikes, uh, telling me that he's not really asserting himself like De La Cruz, but despite having like more power and still being like that young guy, and you expect him to have some room to fill out his frame and add more muscle. But the fact that he's finding most of his success deeper in counts isn't so much like a red flag as it is indicative of him like needing to catch up to the way he's pitched. He's had some success at AAA and his struggles in like major league pitcher might, major league baseball might be more succinctly due to major league pitching. So it's really one of those things that like just another year development might be a big deal. Kind of wrapping it up with Jose Devers, um, kind of like a, a key to what I saw of him this past year was that he looked like he was swinging out of his shoes, kind of like flaring up uh, his shoulder as a really young guy, the youngest hitter on the 40-man roster, in like a surprise debut sort of situation, kind of out of his water trying to meet that like crazy high demand of the major league pitcher. And really not getting there. Uh, word is that he's like added some muscle, so that might really help that. But with the way the roster is constructed, with him being behind Joey Wendell and John Birdie, at like that sort of like utility infielder role, he should be able to start the year at AAA and develop. So that checks in on about half of this 40-man roster. Um, I'll be with you on Wednesday to kind of go over the second half of the team, including like the catcher situation and some of the new additions. So stick with us here at Fish Stripes. We'll continue to bring you this podcast and other along the channel. But like I said earlier, the games start today. So 6.05 first pitch for Marlins Nationals.